It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Hello, Barracuda fans. Welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the NHL's San Jose Sharks. I'm your host, Nick Nolenberger. In this episode, we'll be joined by recently signed defenseman Jacob Magna, and we'll hear from Sharks scout John Hall on his relationship with the Magna family. Sharks and Barracuda fans should be familiar with the name Jacob Magna. A 2012 seventh-round pick of the Ducks, Magna played 216 games for the Ducks AHL affiliate, the San Diego Goals, from 2015 through 2019. He was even the team's captain during the 2018-19 season. He also skated in 43 games in Anaheim, two of those games coming against the Sharks. If it still doesn't ring a bell, maybe it's his brother Jason, who's currently a member of the Colorado Avalanche organization. Jason played in five games against the Sharks during the 2016-17 season, then as a member of the Vancouver Canucks. Jacob spends his off-seasons in Florida. In fact, both of his parents are native Floridians, and he was actually born in the Sunshine State before his dad landed a job just outside of Chicago when he was a young boy. Unbeknownst to his parents, that move to the Midwest would dramatically alter Jacob's future. Jake comes from an athletic lineage. His dad, Jay, played in the NFL with the Saints and Dolphins as an undersized defensive back and his mom, Jacqueline, was a high school All-American swimmer. Until their move to the Midwest, though, hockey was never in the picture. According to Jacob, it actually happened by chance when Jason was invited to a birthday party at a local rink, and a family passion was born. So I have an older brother. Um, he's three years older than me, and I think he went to a birthday party, and it was at a rink, and it was like, okay, this is fun. So like my sister would figure skate. Him and I would play hockey. My sister actually played hockey. She was on my first team. It's like a summer team. Um, and so we all just kind of were at, we wound up being at the rink every day just from trying to get out of the house in the winters. And um, it just kind of went from there. And my brother obviously plays pro and he kind of was three years older. So everything he did that I kind of followed and wanted to do and um, whether it was from school mit or mites to squirts to midgets to playing triple A and then the USHL and then college. So it's kind of been we've kind of been on the same path uh, for a while now. Jacob jokingly says he got his athleticism from his mom. Well, I like to say my mom just to, just to rub my dad a little bit, but it's funny. He never played hockey. That was like probably the one sport he didn't play. He played baseball. He played all the sports growing up, obviously, but um, living in Florida, that was hockey's not really uh, an option. So it was, it's funny that we both, me and my brother both played a sport that he never did, but you know, I just learned a lot from him. He was an undersized guy and, you know, just about work ethic. And, you know, when, when I'm done playing a game, he doesn't know the X's and O's or what's, but he, he can, he can tell you if I worked harder, if I was doing what I was supposed to be doing or given, given my all. So that was always um, the message from him. And um, it was a good, 
good guide for us as far as working hard. And if you think you're working hard, somebody else is um, doing even more. So that, that standpoint was, he was huge with that. Um, and I think my mom was just big and like enjoying the game and you know what, you have to, you have to love to be out there. Like we're going to be driving you and taking these games. You got to like it. Cause if you don't like it, like we're just wasting our time. So she was big of that and going out and having fun and making sure we always kept that in the back of our minds that it, it is a game and it is something you, you're supposed to enjoy. As far as where he got his six foot six frame, that's anyone's guess. People are still trying to figure that out. My, my, my brother's six foot. So it's, uh, my mom's got a couple sisters that are, that are big. I actually had a, a cousin who played baseball that was about six, seven, six, eight. So, um, but yeah, it's not, not directly in my family and, uh, who knows? It's uh, just kind of luck of the draw, I guess. And it, it's, it's funny with me and my brother, we couldn't be built any more different. So, but you know, it just, you gotta use this, use what you're given. A picture recently surfaced of Magna wearing a Sharks jersey as a young kid. That photo came from Sharks scout John Hall. Jacob filled us in on the history behind that photo and his relationship with Hall. Um, well, so I honestly, I've got a few jerseys growing up. I think like I've got, it's funny, like when the Nashville Predators became a team, I think my parents got me a jersey. Uh, I've got the Coyotes one when they became, so I had a few other jerseys, but like that Sharks, I don't know where I got it. I don't know. Like, that's the youngest picture of me in a jersey. So I'm not sure. The other ones I still have and they're bigger. Like, I don't even, I don't think I have that one anymore. I don't know how I fit into it or how old I was, but like that, it's just a funny coincidence that I was wearing that, that Jersey. And I mean, I didn't even know, I'm sure I didn't know where San Jose was, but I probably just liked the logo because it was a shark. I was like, that's cool. And yeah, I, it's crazy. I've had that, yeah, that photo for a while. And of course, yeah, Holy, Holy sent that. But uh, yeah, he's, he was my coach actually in, uh, in midgets for two years and he's been a, a really good friend and uh, to me and my family. So we're, we're in contact quite a bit. Hall, whose territory with the Sharks spans the Midwest and covers both college and the USHL, has known the Magna family for years. He even watched Jacob grow from a five foot six kid to a six foot six man over just a couple of years. John explained that relationship that went from player coach to now what he considers family. Well, I, I coached Jacob when he was uh, 15. 16 and 18 so um in the chicago area um believe it or not on our on our u16 team jake was the smallest player he was like five six and then two years later ended up being six six so grew quite a bit um i've kept in touch with jake ever since i coached him um he's you know considered family on our side uh he's a godfather of my daughter um, just an, an extraordinary young man, uh, kid with extreme character, uh, great human being works hard. Um, you know, we've, like I said, we've, we keep in touch all the time. Um, he's now a father, uh, husband, um, you know, his wife, Casey and his daughter, Evie are, are just fantastic. So, um, and through that, I got to know the family. I got to know the brother, Jason, who I think, uh, attended a sharks development camp. Um, back in the day before he signed with Pittsburgh and, you know, just kept kept in touch and continued to, to foster that relationship. And, and uh, just the whole family, his sister Jessica, and we attended the wedding and, you know, my wife and I attended both he and his brother's weddings two years ago. So it's just a, one of those relationships that you, you go from coaching to, 
you know, someone that's older and, and guiding and hoping, trying to develop and push the kid to watching him in junior, um, watching him in college, and then, you know, becoming friends later on in life. So, um, you know, how we ended up with, with the Barracuda was, was probably more of a, a group effort. You know, I've, one thing I've learned with the Sharks is nothing's really a solo project. Um, you know, Joe Will is, is, as you know, you know, takes care of the Barracuda and is always asking questions and, and, you know, conversing with the scouts. And is there anybody, you know, that, you know, is there anybody that you like as a player? And, and, you know, from that point in, in, in producing a name in, in Jacob to there's a guy that I trust and I believe in as a player, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of uh, notches in the process to get to the point where he, he's going to be a member of the organization. And I think, you know, obviously having Rocky Thompson who coached him last year, um, you know, uh, I hope I, I had a good, a good hand in it. And then, you know, obviously Joe and, and Tim and, and Doug Jr. doing the work and, you know, and, and getting to really know and understand the player and, and even look back to, to Coach Roy and, and, and Jimmy Bono and, and Chaser, they, you know, they coached against him, you know, when he was in Anaheim and, and uh, San Diego, I think, played in the playoffs against the Barracuda. So it just sounded like uh, the optics of it, uh, there was just a good fit. Um, there was a lot of familiarity. There was a lot of people that knew him. And obviously, as a character reference on my end, that's, I think, you know, my part was, um, just to talk about his character and stamp what type of human being he is. And, you know, the world of hockey we're in now, everybody kind of knows if you can play or not. You know, there's there's lots of video evidence and, and stats and those things. So it was a, re- a really good group effort. And uh, I'm glad he's with the organization and really hope that he can he can provide and, uh, you know, and, and really um, just have a great time in San Jose and, and play a lot of good minutes for us. Mangana's connection to the Sharks goes beyond Hall and his time in San Diego and Anaheim. Last year, he played the entire season in Chicago with the Wolves, then affiliated with the Vegas Golden Knights, under Sharks associate coach Rocky Thompson. He described what it was like playing under Thompson. Um, you know what? He's great. He's really detailed, um, really a student of the game. You know, he, he watches video. He works his butt off. Um, he really knows the game well and studies it and, um, it's definitely uh, a good influence for me, and I was able to learn a lot from him. Um, and he's yeah, he's he's always going to come prepared. He, he's he's ready. He knows. And it's funny, you know, you watch his career. He was mostly a fighter, and uh, you know, a guy who stood up for his teammates. But he's he's really smart, and he really he knows the game well. So it'll be uh, uh, good for everyone who gets to to play for him, and hopefully, I get to play for him some more here and um, learn even more from him. Before turning pro, Jacob played three years at the University of Omaha, Nebraska. His freshman season, he had a chance to play with his brother, Jason. He detailed how they both became Mavericks. So, yeah, so he's three years older than me, and he was a bit of a late bloomer. So he went to prep school for two years. Um, I actually went there for one year just to be with him, and then I wound up coming back to Chicago. Um, and then he went to the USHL while I was playing major major in Illinois. And I actually committed during my midget major season. Um, and he was still uncommitted, didn't know where he wanted to go. And, uh, so I was committed and then he was obviously looking around and I think he was like, you know what, like let's play together again. That, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and it worked out like that. And then he wound up having a huge year in the USHL and probably could have gone wherever he wanted, but he wanted to come to Omaha and, um, yeah, we were freshmen together, which was pretty funny. Um, maybe at 18 and he was already 21, but it was cool. We were roommates. Uh, it was a really cool experience. It would have been nice to have a couple more years, but obviously 
he, he turned pro after after just the one. He had a really good year and uh, felt like he was ready for the next step. Jacob's first college goal came off a feed from his brother. Yeah, it was actually a one-timer he gave me. So it was really cool. Like just like crazy. Who would have thought that happened? I think it was about 15, 20 games into my freshman year. So it was it was really cool. And obviously, it's a memory I'll have forever. Jacob Magna went undrafted in his first year of eligibility before Anaheim took him with the second-to-last pick in 2012. Yeah, so I was actually, um, it was my second year of eligibility in the draft, so I didn't really think, the first year I was on some lists and I thought I might get drafted, didn't, and then I went to college, played played in college. I had a, had a good freshman year, but I really didn't think I was going to get drafted. I wasn't, I wasn't in on it. I think uh, the Ducks were probably one of the only teams I even talked to somebody in their organization, and it was just like a scout. Um, obviously it was the second to last pick. So it was definitely at the very end. I wasn't really following the draft. Um, but it was, it was really cool to get drafted by them. Went to development camp, like a really awesome experience. Kind of not, I wouldn't say it paved the way, but it, it gave me an idea of what, what I could do with hockey. And, you know, you go there and you're around these good players, you know, and maybe I belong here and I I have a chance. And then I played two more years of college. What turned pro actually had an injury. My first, uh, in development camp before my first season. So I was out till like February um, and the team was in Norfolk. So I, I came back, the team was already out of the playoffs, but it was good for me because I was able to play a ton and learn um, and kind of establish myself with the coaches there. Then we moved to San Diego, which was awesome. And it was like, wow, this is great. Like you get to play in the sun and you're right by Anaheim. And um, I think it was at the, not the first year there was the end of the very end of the second year. I finally got a game. Uh, like one of the last games of the year, which was, was actually against Chicago. It was in Anaheim, but it was against Chicago. So that was really cool um, getting to play against Kane and Taves, guys I grew up watching in Chicago, and just a really cool experience. Um, obviously, getting to play your first game and to do it against them was, was a lot of fun and something I'll always remember. Before he was drafted, the NHL was never a thought. Playing in college was actually the goal. But being drafted was an eye-opener to the potential of playing beyond his four years of college. Kind of, because I, when I was playing hockey growing up, it was, that'd be really cool to play Division One and have my school paid for and get an education and get to play a college sport. Like that was always kind of my mindset. I didn't know a ton about, you know, the, I knew obviously the NHL, but I didn't know if that was something that would be there for me or not. And that was college was my focus. And then, um, you know, once I got to college and, I was playing a lot and then you see these guys that have been drafted and you're going, well, this guy's going to sign here and do this. And it was, it was cool to get to, to get drafted. And then you're, like you said, it, it gives you that, okay, like this is possible now. And it gives you a little more, it's even more motivation to like, okay, like I'm not just going to play four years of hockey potentially. Like I can, I can make a career out of this. So it was definitely um, an eye opener. And I, I don't think if I wouldn't have gotten drafted, I, I don't think, I would not be still playing, but it just, it was kind of like a, a little push in the right direction. Like, you know, you're, what you're doing is the right thing. And this, if you keep on this, this trajectory, you, you have a chance. Now entering his seventh pro season in 2020-21, Megna is a veteran at the AHL level. He's embraced taking that leadership role. Yeah, it's been something that uh, I, I've enjoyed and taken a lot of pride in. You know, there's, I remember being the, the young guy, the first guy in the locker room and being around a lot of older guys and leaning on them for advice. And it's something where you do feel like you should be given back and you show guys how to do things the right way. You know, it's, it's something that's going to have an impact on them for a long time. And I still think of guys that helped me that I still think about and the way I do things and um, why I show up and do the things I do because of certain guys that have influenced me on that. So it's, it's definitely a role I take seriously. And I think it's a very important part of the American league and also the NHL. And um, yeah, it's definitely something I've embraced and, 
um, if I can help a couple guys down the road and they think back and say, well, this guy showed me this and this is why I do it. And that's makes it worthwhile. Magnus says he saw a really good opportunity in San Jose to play and fill a role. He detailed his conversation with Barracuda general manager Joe Will. You know, he's he's a guy that has watched me play, obviously, from San Diego and Anaheim. And, um, you know, he just said, you know, he really likes the way I play. And he, he thought there was a need um, in San Jose for that and hopes I can fill um, a good role with the Barracuda and have a chance with the Sharks, depending on how things go. So um, and I definitely think it's something where it could be a, a a relationship that we keep going in the next couple of years if if both sides get what they what they're expecting from it so it's um i just thought it was a really good opportunity for me and that's kind of how he framed it too you know there's a really good chance for you to play here and um we like guys like you and um you know just come in and, and show us uh, what you can do aside from working out and prepping for the upcoming season magna has been well entertained both himself and his wife casey welcomed their first child evie just after the shutdown. Oh, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's sometimes it can be exhausting, but it's it's been unbelievable. And she was actually born probably three weeks after the pause. So it was a bit of a whirlwind, but I, like, I haven't had to leave. I think I've been w away for one night. So that's been really cool. I mean, I haven't haven't missed much. I don't I don't know if I'll ever have that kind of opportunity uh, again with any future children. So it's been uh, really cool and I'm definitely enjoying it. So Jacob's mom was a swimmer. His dad was a football player, and both himself and his brother are professional hockey players. So, what does he envision that Evie will play? Oh, we don't care. We don't. Yeah, we're not sure. She. I mean, she'll pick up and throw anything right now. But uh, she's. Uh, yeah, she's definitely a lot of fun. We're trying to figure out if she's a lefty or righty still. So, we'll uh, we'll see. Hopefully, she's a lefty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're just we're just having fun with her for now. She just started. She's crawling all over the place and. I think she's going to be walking pretty soon here, so we'll see. Now on the other side of the Sharks and Ducks rivalry, Jake still talks to some of his former Goals and Ducks teammates, including Sam Carrick, brother of Barracuda defenseman Trevor Carrick. Um, yeah, I've spoken to a couple guys. I'm actually re really good buddies with uh, Sam Carrick, Trevor's brother. So uh, we definitely we've kept in touch, and we both have young kids. So it's been uh, been a lot of fun watching both watching his son grow up, and now my daughter. So. Um, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and it's funny. I, I played at the shark tank with the ducks and I played with, with the gulls and, um, yeah, I spent, definitely spent a lot of time in San Jose. It's well known that the Carrick brothers own their own maple syrup business called the Carrick bro. So has Jacob ever tried the famous syrup? You know what? I actually, I have, it took about two months for me to get it because they had an issue with us shipping, but I have it. It's in, it's in my fridge. Um, but apparently there's, there's some beef with Sam about, it. uh, I don't know how involved he is. They, I think some of the other brothers might've cut him out. So there's some, I'm going to have to get to the bottom of it with Trevor and see what's what, but, um, yeah, I def I have, I do have a glass jar of it in, in my fridge. That's going to do it for this episode of Cuda Confidential. A thanks to Jacob Magna and John Hall for the entire organization. I'm Nick Nolenberger saying so long until next time.